Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, it's Hump Day with Swanee and Friends, it's Dane Swan, it's Samantha Richards, and it's an extra friend returning to Hump Day, Candace White. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hey. Dane, have you had a big week? Fuck, I love you, Dane. Uh, Lol. No. I fuck all, like every other week. Why? Oh, we spotted you. Had a bit of spotto throughout the week, Dane. It's only Tuesday. Yep. Well... I think we should just start at Yahoo, if that's all right. Yahoo Sport. Yahoo. Fucking what a weekend, eh? I don't know, Candice, if you go to Yahoo Sport first, but I am. I AFL Larrikin torches players Brownlow outfit and Twitter rampage. That's <laughs> not about me. <laughs> Former AFL star Dane Swan has gone on an all-time rampage on Twitter, mercilessly mocking almost everyone and everything about the Brownlow on Sunday night. Right. <laughs> Yahoo Sports. All right. I didn't. I didn't know where you were going with that, but um. Neither did enough. I. I thought you were meaning like <laughs> Yahoo. Yeah, yeah same. Actually, <laughs> um, well, it's to be mocked. That's my job on Sunday. I like Candice's job to report the news. Uh, Sam's job to teach young kids to dance. Ralph, fuck knows. Something to do with horse racing. Right to the uh, MCG. And, and to wheeze on here, but um. Yeah, well, it's oh, I think I really mock it a lot. I was well, piss out a little bit, but I say it's piss out of myself just as much because I would never intentionally try to make someone feel shit about themselves. I just try to have a laugh and a bit of fun, and yeah, well, I'll try and mind you, um, like because I have sports, but are now signed with the AFL, like it is much, much watered down from what comments that we're going to get put out and stuff like that, but. Nothing Nothing was ever, none of the ones that couldn't get up were ever nasty or anything like that. It's just they have to stay away from a few topics now because they are obviously aligned with the AFL. So it's a bit different to previous years, but it was still a bit of fun. And to be perfectly honest, I thought the Brownlow was better. It was so much quicker. I agree. Like I, I was in and out, got there just before seven and was gone. I was, I was in bed by just after 10. So... Um, <laughs> But the players did look like they'd been fucking chained up and been like they were in like an Austrian basement or something like that, like chained up. 
Dane, you said you got to bed just before 10. Was that 10 a.m.? Because that's usual Dane style. Or did you actually mean 10 p.m.? Yeah, no, I was was quiet. What did I do on the weekend? Had a few Friday. That's about it. Yeah, no, I was quiet. After the Brownlow, what can you do? The first time I've been out in the house in a while, I went driving into the city, which was um, was nice. But, uh, yeah, no, I I thought the players clearly didn't want to be there. Um, like especially ones in Melbourne who would not serve no food, which I've read, which I read today. I think they weren't served any food, any drink. They weren't allowed to do anything. Like that's fucking cruel. <laughs> and Clayton them, Oliver looked like he was enjoying himself with the mask on. Yeah, none of them did. It was extremely unfair. None of them were going to win it. But either they've been paid or they've been told if you if you if you want your money, you fucking these are the things you have to lob up to. So. Um, yeah, but it was, um, it was weird, but, um, yeah, it was what it was. I'm not sure who I actually, I don't think I really commented on many people's, I'd still even comment on the women's cause I'm not that stupid. Um, maybe, maybe a couple of the men's, but, um, listen, it's, if they can't handle fucking me having a laugh at them, well, they've got bigger issues. Dana, I've got a real yeah. quick question for you regarding fashion. Um, how long in advance, prior to having to actually go live to air, did you know that that was your job for the evening? So, like, did you know the day before? Doing, doing what? Like doing that across with Nathan Brown? Yeah, but going to be standing next to Nathan Brown in a tux. Like, when was that flagged uh, with you? About three o'clock in the hour, I tried to go shoot something for them at about three, right in the middle of the Lomachenko fight. Um, so, it was about 3, 3.30 and then... Oh, yeah, they told me I was doing the cross, but I've done it the last three or four years. Why do you ask, Sam? Oh, just wondering if, if perhaps your your tux was still at the dry cleaner or there wasn't time to get your pants taken up or something, or if there was a reason behind your outfit choice. <laughs> uh, it was, that were the clothes I'd had on probably the last four days, so um, so that was why I had them on. <laughs> so, Candace, you're unique here amongst the four of us. You've actually had to, like get dressed and stuff for your work over the past yeah. few months while the rest of us have been, as we were talking about before we started, sort of hasn't even put shoes on. Sure have. I can tell you dry cleaners are still open and in business and they're not just dry cleaning pyjamas and loungewear. Mm. Um, but we have dumbed it down a little. Um, the heels are gone. We're all wearing flats. We've given up. Mm. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, he- my heels are in the closet. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and has it been hard working through through this period, Candice, or are you just happy that you are working compared to people who aren't? Well, this is the thing. I don't want to sound ungrateful. I am extremely grateful and in a fortunate position to have a job, number one. Um, but number two, at times, through most of it, um, we've never worked harder. And I'm bloody exhausted and I would kill for some time on the couch or a holiday, but you can't go anywhere or do anything, so what's the point? Mm. What's, the, what's the percentage of... Corona-related stories you're doing is it 100 percent, or sometimes you're like talking about getting a kitten out of a tree or something like that. Yeah, my kitten out of tree days are over. I reckon it's yeah. about 99.95 for me. Yeah. Tomorrow I know I'm not, which is yeah. great. I know what I'm doing tomorrow, but um, yep, today at the Purple Wall of Doom, pretty much every day at the Purple Wall, yeah. of Doom, which is um Daniel Andrews's theatre where he does his press conferences. So yeah. that that gets a bit tiresome, but it is what it is. 
It's a nightmare. And normally this time of year, Candice, you'd be at least following the races around, wouldn't you? We're doing the drunks behind the behind the grandstand stories and all those good fun stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Last year that was my gig and that was amazing. Followed the yeah. Melbourne Cup all around the bloody country and um, obviously it was Ken's first year of having the rights, so we had access all areas and um, had a great time. And obviously once the races are actually on and you're in the marquees and you're reporting on fashion and race horses and all that stuff, but that's <laughs> we still don't know where on earth that lands yeah. here, so it's a bit of a mess. Well, I imagine you're probably going to be reporting on drunks in illegal house parties around the <laughs> suburbs, probably. That's probably where... Mm, There's a big chance, actually. We might hit up yeah. your house first. Yeah, well... No, thanks. I don't need to be on the news again for something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you'd be doing that, Dane. I know it's the, the footy's a bit later, but do we need to have a minute silence for the amount of cashies you aren't doing at the moment during Grand Final Week? Yeah, no, that, that certainly sucks, doesn't it? Um, yeah, that's not good. Mate, not just me. Apparently, apparently Luke Hodge is going okay up up north. I've been told. Apparently he's filled his boots, yeah, which is good on him. Um, yeah, no, that's a shame. I've got, I've got a little bit on Thursday on Zoom and stuff like that, but um, Thursday's... Oh, I've, got, I've got a couple of hours of work, but that's about it. Um, yeah, those days are long gone, mate. Um which is a shame. I'm not spending it, so, it's, you know, I'd like to have it, but I'm not spending as much as you were because you can't fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a shame. So, Candice, you've been working. You haven't been able to be on the couch like, like the rest of us. Have you caught anything on Netflix or do you need us to bring up the speed? <laughs> no, I have because at night there's nothing to do, obviously, and on the yes. weekend there's nothing to do either. Um, so I've watched pretty much everything there is to watch, although I could never beat 20. I know... I read a tweet from you saying you finished Netflix. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't ever match that. I can't sit on the couch that long. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff that I've watched, which has been good, I guess, because um, I don't really get to watch much. So um, do you want me to list some recommendations? Yeah. <laughs> we like lists. Well, Top of the Pops is A Life on Our Planet by David Attenborough. We heard you're a so fallen sister. Hey. We did hear you're a fallen sister Is it re- as a result of watching that documentary. Brilliant documentary, by the way. I have changed my entire life as a result of that documentary. Um, if there is a God, it's David Attenborough. Mm. Um, so if I'm going to listen to anyone, it's him. Um, and it's his uh, witness statement is what he's calling it at the age of 93 because he's probably not long out of bowing out. But, um, yeah, look, I, I really think everyone should watch it. Completely changed the way I view the world at the age of, you know, I'm, I'm what did I just turn last week? 21. 21. Um, <laughs> Looking so, not a day older. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm a country girl who loves, you know, meat and all that sort of thing. But um, at the moment, I'm just trying a new way of life. Well, don't watch a doco on Scientology or anything or that if you're that easy. Because <laughs> if we fucking don't want you swinging that way or on some, you know, horrible true crime or something, we don't need you losing the plot that way. That's definitely not going to happen. I can promise you well, that. No, okay. Well, you never know. Documentary. Also, I also, also recommend Game Changers, which is a documentary that is skewed in one direction, um, but it's about plant-based athletes, including you know Arnie Schwarzenegger, among others, um, and it's fascinating too. Have you seen either of those, no. Dane? Have you seen a lot, uh, the David Attenborough one and no. the Game Changer one? You've finished uh, Netflix, but they no, must have come on since. No. no, they're not for me. 
Um, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Different type of buffet in the uh, documentary you brought up last week, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the swingers one. That was, that was wild, that one. Um, I've been watching... Uh, I've been watching The Vow on... Right. Lifestyle. Tell us more, please. No, it's just about, like... Nexium, I think is, I think it's, I think it's a Halfman tablet, so maybe it's not. Um, Nexium, I'm pretty sure the 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 fucking group was called, and you know, I'm not just websites to go, but it's pretty much a, a cult. And um, well, I think I tweeted, I'll just, um, I think I'd do good in a cult <laughs> <laughs> because I think I'm well because one, um, I, I'm just. I'm the sheep. I'm just a follow the leader, like a footy. You just go right, do what you're told, and I'll just do it without fucking asking questions. Two, I'm too stupid to read the fucking material to think what's going on and start asking questions. Um, three, they all look like they're having a good time until shit hits the fan at some stage. But you know, <laughs> you don't like, get busted. Like I drink the Kool Aid, like in Jonestown and stuff like that. I'd be fucking, I'd be, I'd be brown bread in a farm somewhere, fucking no doubt. Um, so I, don't know, I think it's just a. I think I would get sucked in, but um, I'm. I don't know why I'm offended or pleased that no one's ever asked me to be in one. Um, but yeah, I just had my mind thinking. I was like, I wonder if like someone come to me and like try this, try this. I think the only thing that would stop me is that I'm too lazy to do anything or to try something. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it, and then I just couldn't be fucked or try to recruit people. I think that's where. I think I'd probably get kicked out of the cult. I'd probably be the first person to get booted just for doing nothing because I'm not good at um, selling things to people. Like, I don't like putting pressure on people to buy anything or to sell stuff. So I think that's where it'd get me. But um, apart from that, I'm a man of the people. And I think I'd be good in a cult. But the veil's some weird shit. Have you recommended as much as the uh, the um, Swingers uh, documentary you put us on here last week? Oh, well, they're two very fucking different ones, obviously. Uh, well, well, in saying that, yes. Well, in saying that, I think we're getting to the point in the the next the vow doco where there is a bit of swinging happening, but it all revolves around one guy with the women. So, and I'm not sure it's well, it's consensual, but it's well, is it? Because they've been fucking their brains been wiped. So uh, he's he's a gross cunt. So um. <laughs> Yeah. You don't but, get that in your normal um, reviews, do you? You wouldn't say that in the paper in the morning. He's a gross. Well, cunt. he's like he's a crazy, disgusting. So, but um, yeah, no, it's very, it's very, very different docos. But um, yeah, oh, I didn't mind it. Interesting. Very good. So back, back to you, back because we need to, we need to back over this, Candice. The, the the meat side of things. Are you full vego now, or what? what what's happening? Look, anyone who knows me knows that I love food more than life. So I, apart from from the country, plus I just adore seafood. I'm what I'm aiming for is an 85% plant-based diet, and that's mostly because when and if restaurants ever do open again in Melbourne, um, I don't want to be the person who doesn't eat the whole menu. Um, I want to order the whole menu with my friends and eat whatever. Um, plus, it's you know bloody delicious. I'm just making sure that when I'm alone or when I can, um, everything I do is plant-based and mostly organic. I've also changed all my cleaning products. You know, I've done it. I've changed my toilet rolls to Who Gives a Crap, which is that recycled company. Um, yeah, I'm just changing a whole heap of stuff. Um, I use my hands, so it's very easy. 
That's only because you can't be fucked replacing the toilet roll. Um, uh, Ken, so are you, um, because my missus works in that field with like meat replacement things and stuff like that, and she made me eat like a a meat-free pie the other day. And and I I think I said this a week or two ago, like I asked why you would eat a meat pie with a meat, like if, you eat, if you're not going to eat meat, why would you eat a pretend meat pie? Just go eat a fucking piece of celery I'm, or something. Like, are you? <laughs> no, I'm completely with you on that. I'm not looking for meat-based substitutes. Obviously, yeah. I'm supplementing my diet with extra protein because I'm not getting as much of that. So, like, protein shakes, eggs, um, introducing tofu, so wish me luck. Um, yeah, but yeah. I am not I'm not interested in fake sausages and fake yeah. meats and um, whatever that fake chicken stuff is. No, yeah. if I crave meat, I'm, I'm going to have meat, but I'm just making sure that's a very small part of my diet now. Yeah. Okay, Where are you sitting on this, Sam, please? Oh, well, I think um, what Candice is doing is a good approach. I feel similarly when it comes to, like, recycling, and they say you don't need one person doing it perfectly, you need everybody doing it imperfectly. So even just making those small changes, if all of us made small changes, we would have a profound impact on the environment and I'm a bit of an environment nerd, like I've said, particularly when it comes to plastic. And I did watch the documentary from um, Father Nature, shall we call him, uh, Sir David Attenborough. And it, I was really moved. I'm a massive meat eater too, Candace. I just don't feel, I don't know whether it's my blood type or whatever it is, I just don't feel satisfied if I haven't eaten meat. Plus I don't like mushrooms and a lot of things that are um, massive in Vegos diets. But I am trying to make a conscious effort to see my goals are slightly lesser than Candace's. I'm trying to have one meat free day a day a week because I, I think that's a step for me. Plus my, all my cleaning products are environmentally friendly as well, but it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty powerful documentary to watch. I think you wouldn't probably wouldn't mind it, Dane, to be honest. And if you're you're halfway there anyway, because yeah. you live with a vego, it's just exactly. I was going to say I probably eat meat once a week. Yeah, well, I, I genuinely. If, if that, it'll, just be, it'll just be like a chicken sandwich because I eat dinner like and Taylor cooks. So I, I only eat really. I only eat red meat when I go out for dinner, mm. like which has been I can. I've had. I think I've had. I bought one. I think I bought two steaks. In from Pram Market since lockdown and cooked them at home in however long we've been locked down for. So um, I just do it because I'll get given a meal and I eat <laughs> and it. And happy. she's a great cook. So like I, I can't tell I'm eating like shit vegetables. Mm. And I think so my, my main thing is that on weekends when we're allowed to see humans again, um, I want to be able to eat whatever I want with my friends. So we've gone through one weekend already and obviously we're still in lockdown so there wasn't much you can do. But as part of the bubble, um, I did see a friend and all I ate was some salami for the whole weekend. And that's not a euphemism either. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I only ate some salami. You're one of us. It was like Sunday night and I was like, I didn't even realise that I didn't take full advantage of my, you know, meat. Quota. <laughs> mm. I think there's there's different types of vegos. Those there are the ones with the animal cruelty. There's ones that don't like the taste of meat. For me, it's more based around the environment and the impact it has. Yeah. You know, the methane gas that's released from beef production and the amount of land that's taken up to the amount of water as well that's consumed to produce the meat that we eat. That's the main kind of kicker for me. And like I said, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not going to turn into a vegetarian anytime soon. I don't think I could date a vegetarian. I just 
want to do it imperfectly. Neither. I want to have my small impact. And I do actually wonder like what we're going to do when um, God rest his soul, Father Nature, Sir David Attenborough does pass on. We're going to have to get him to record every single word in the English language so that in the English language so that we can, you know, any documentary going forward from the time of his passing, we can ha- still have his voiceover because no yeah. one tells a story the story like new, him. He can be the new series maybe. Absolutely. Um, but there, 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 is, there is a quote from that movie um, that's, you know, his main quote, which is, if we all had a largely plant-based diet, we would only need half the amount of land we use at the moment, half, mm. which means the rest can be repopulated with wild animals and forests that we've chopped down. It's amazing. It's amazing the impact we've had on this planet. Do you think David Attenborough could um, reword this podcast? How do you think he'd go? (laughs) You know what, Dane? If anyone could uh, read anything and make it sound good, it would be him. (laughs) It would be our dream, Swatty. Let's face it. It's our dream. Would be David Attenborough doing Urban Dictionary. I was going to say, he'd get away with it. The Herald wouldn't even pick it up. (laughs) They wouldn't notice. It would sound like a bedtime story. I know what a dirty David is, but you can find out. Do not. Speaking of the environment, the last time you were here, Candice, you were going to go to Nepal. Uh, Sam wasn't with us, and we thought, Sam, the craziest thing we'll ever see is a bit of smoke in Sydney. Mm. So things have changed a little bit. Mm. But... You haven't told us about your trip to Nepal and tell us about uh, the achievement of it all. You know, because this year has been such a write-off, <laughs> um, that was only the end of February, March, and it feels like it was five years ago. I was actually in Nepal when the videos of the toilet paper wars in Melbourne started popping up on Twitter, and all of us were like, what is actually going on in Melbourne? Like, They've lost their minds. There was no talk of coronavirus in Nepal. There had been one case in the whole country. And we were just watching scrags in the supermarket fight over <laughs> over bog rolls. It was like the country had gone mad while we were away. It was like that John Marsden book, Tomorrow When the War Began. Suddenly it, like, it was like Melbourne had just capitulated. Um, but I came back to a very different world. But over there it was extremely hard. It's it easily the hardest thing I'm ever likely to do. And on the last day when I was dying and just wanted to come the hell home, I started wondering if it was harder than childbirth. And then a woman in our group who's had three children naturally, just out of nowhere, just said, this is way harder than giving birth to kids. I'd rather have a fourth child. (laughs) Um, It was was that hard. But it was still the greatest thing I've done and raised $40,000 for brain cancer. Yes, you. That's fantastic. This might be a a point, but this is completely off the subject, but if, Born gives birth and she's completely medicated. Isn't it easy? I don't think she's she can't feel it. But I can't, I no, can't no. no, I'm, I'm saying that. Like, I understand naturally it'd obviously be excruciating, but if you're if you're nat- if you're completely zonked, I think she was conscious, Bonnie, when she had it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm clearly clearly if you're having a naturally and like you're copping all the pain. Yeah, I'd imagine. Well, I've never had one, but I'd imagine that would be the hardest thing you ever do. But if you're completely Cut off from your bottom down. Now I, I don't like, think she was yeah, cut I, off. I, I really yeah. I don't think she's not the type of chick to be cut off. But I think she she went back to three rounds. And gave <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's, that's absurd. I understand that, but I'm saying for like the people who say child childbirth the hardest thing you'll ever do, it should be a little in thing in brackets if it's natural. Because if you're 
if you're completely medicated. Oh, no, I would imagine. Definitely, no, no, hers came out there. They was no sunroof. They came out that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you're not for me. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't judge, Dave. Are you still uh, a man at the moment? Well, I was going to say, in this day and age, fucking who knows? I might just be able to give birth. Well, well you never um, know. Um, well, you never know. Um, you never know. So you said how hard it was, Candice. Just in a nutshell, what, what did you actually do and what surprised you about it? Because you obviously trying really hard to do it. Yeah. Um, we did the Annapurna Circuit. So um, not base camp. People, a few people thought I was going there. Um, no, the Annapurna Circuit. So basically it's just mountain after mountain after mountain um, all day, every day. <laughs> um, and so many stairs. Like, <laughs> I completely underestimated the amount of stairs. Um, the worst thing that happened was Bob the Blister. Um, and I felt like a weak piece of shit <laughs> for getting a blister the size of Tasmania. And that, But that it honestly brought me down on, like, day four. Um, so and bad. That, yeah. Seriously, and it felt yeah. like a, a wussy thing. Like, I didn't break my leg, <laughs> but this I, blister was debilitating. And I had, if they, what you do is you put like all this natural wool on it and then you strap it with um, band aids and stuff. But even that wasn't working, and we had to keep going. And there was monkeys swinging in the trees, and I was on the floor. <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit crazy. Um, and I didn't shower, so I'm a big shower which um, mm. Father Nature isn't going to like, but um, didn't shower for five or so days, which is a lot for me because the only shower option was uh, like below five degrees. Um, you know, the Wim Hofer, what's that called? The cold shower sort of thing? Mm. Oh, it was, I, nah, not for me. So I just, I'm, on, I'm on about four days at the moment, so. <laughs> <laughs> I did the old... Um, I did the old, what do they call a pommy shower thing. I just used, like, body wipes and stuff. <laughs> but, Were you yeah, hungry? Like, uh, how, no, how they, they, no they feed you so much and they feed you so well. Yeah. Um, I don't really want Nepalese food again. I am <laughs> so over Nepalese food. But it was delicious at the time. Um, but they do these things called momos, which are basically a Nepalese dumpling. And on day yeah. one, you're like, oh, yeah, great, give me all the dumplings. And then by day three, you can't even look at them. Um, but no, they fed you really well. Um, there was no toilet paper. You had to bring your own from Australia. So lucky I got in before. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and you had to like do your business in these squat toilets, which is probably my biggest phobia in life. Um, you should go on Celebrity Jungle then. <laughs> no, do do no, no, no. I guess they didn't have a gold throne there for you in the bushes. No, they, no, they didn't. Like you literally had to. Ones and twos for um, in like fucking plastic like buckets with oh. like with like spiders and that crawling over crawling over the wood. It's um you have to be you're in and out put it that way. You, you didn't spend <laughs> the, you didn't spend the twenty minutes on your phone scrolling and just flicking through <laughs> shit like over there. You you're in and out. Your bum hardly hit the wood. So <laughs> you're getting good at squats. Clean break. Yeah. And just snap it off plainly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what was the best part of it, Candice? Oh, the landscape. Like, it's amazing. The Himalayas, um, are, it's, it's like they're not real, but they're just painted onto the sky. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool to see them up close. And um, actually, on the way out, <laughs> um, flying at the pointy end of the plane, because I wasn't going to do all that and then not fly at the pointy end of the plane, <laughs> um, I had, like... <laughs> I had basically to myself and um, 
the pilot came on and said, look out the window, which is on the left where I was, and there was Everest. Like, <laughs> I have no plans, no plans to climb that thing, but it was right there out the window. It was amazing. How yeah. sore were you? How long did it take you to recover? Oh, Bob the blister took a while. Um, no. Oh, and my, my left um, big toe nail I thought was going to fall off. Um, never did. It's still just hanging on all this time <laughs> later. Pretty manky. Um, but yeah, I was pretty sore. How pretty many sore days? Off. How many um, days was the trek in total, Candace? And I've just fallen off the perch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, it was seven, but um, even though we had we had a great group of people, but there was a clear divide between um, those who had trained a lot and those who were winging it a bit. Um, and the ones of us who had trained a lot smashed it in six. So, yeah, we finished the day early, which was great um, to have a shower. <laughs> yeah. Um, but are, you, are, you still training? are you still training? Are you still training how hard you to. were to keep up? I'm yeah. trying to, but gyms are closed and yeah. have been since March. And um, last lockdown, I actually, right after I came back from Nepal uh, and gyms shut, I was like, what am I going to do? So I started running, and I'm not a big fan of running, but I started running 5Ks a day or building up to 5Ks and then just 5Ks a day, uh, which I thought was normal, and it turns out that's not normal. Um, And you're meant to run like three or four times a week on every day. So then I got um, a stress fracture in my fibula, (laughs) and after getting back from Nepal, I was in a moon boot for eight weeks (laughs) um, because I would started running straight after doing that. So... This lockdown, which has gone for much longer, um, I'm just trying to do my own thing. And now that we can do outdoor PT again, I'm doing a lot of that. But, yeah, yeah. Just walking, really. Um, I've done a couple of runs since my fibula fixed itself and it feels fine, but I just don't enjoy it that much. I want to I want to do HIIT training again. Yeah. And um, another question from over here this way. I did um, Machu Picchu which is nowhere near as hard as that. Um, but the hardest part for me was the altitude. Did you um, have issues with altitude? Did you take medication? Did you do any um, altitude training or anything like that? How did that affect you? Yeah, so I made sure I um, did some altitude training before I left at ProSport in Richmond. Um, they got a chamber there. So um, I was doing that quite a few times a week. And actually in the week right before I left, I was doing hours in there mm-hmm. um and it definitely helped because the highest point we did we got up at like 3 30 a.m um in the morning so pitch black torches on our heads to hike to the highest point that we went to to watch the sun rise over the himalayas and in the dark there was you know um team members of mine that were vomiting and stuff because the mm. altitude was very noticeable <laughs> then and i got quite busy and short of breath at one point but that's about it luckily i did take the medication in case things got nasty but um luckily that was the worst it got that's good yeah i, I did I, I did a week in vegas and that was probably the hardest thing i did um, <laughs> definitely definitely by the sixth or seventh day there was some vomiting and some, and some dizziness and some lightheadedness um and you got corona pardon you got corona there too I had it twice. No, 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 no. This is um, no. This was when we used to do Vegas for a week, which is just ridiculous, which is stupid. Um, that was, geez, that's a long time ago now. It's anywhere from eight to twelve years ago. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't get corona then, or I may have. I may have been one of the first. You never know. Oh, what happened there? Oh gosh. 
There you go. Not, hey, um, can't so, use that one. So speaking of, yeah. <laughs> nope. so speaking of Vegas, uh, what are you, um, so the grand final's been, been set, and, and, and one of your mates who you go to Vegas with, Dusty Martin, but also a retiring guy who was in the same draft as you, Gary Ablett. Uh, did you ever do a, Gar- a Vegas with Gary Ablett? you seen different personalities. Uh, uh, three, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we've done three together. <laughs> Tell us about him playing against him and so forth, and obviously him going out on a on a on the biggest stage. Um, well, I'd argue that it's the biggest stage because I don't believe that this grand final means anything. So, I, in fact, he's probably going out on the smallest stage he's been on in the last seventeen years. So, Cup. last eighteen years, however long he's been playing for. So, yep. yeah. Um, but mate, he's obviously. I think he's the greatest midfielder to ever play the game. And I guess I have recency, recency bias because I'm not old enough to see all the other midfielders of yesteryear. So I can't feel like the Jordan and LeBron thing, even though LeBron's my era. But um, I believe that Ablett's probably one of the greatest midfielder to ever do it. And yes, there'll be fucking people that argue that. But um, he was in my era. Um, yeah, he was a fr- he's a freak, obviously. Um, I don't know what... There's nothing really I can say that... No one else is going to say um, but that it hasn't been said already. Um, yeah, he's a star. Um, playing on him, I've always, but I've always said this, playing on the best players is easier because um, playing on guys like Apple and Judd, yeah, at a stoppage, you obviously have to be aware of them and like a right over I'm on Apple and make sure he doesn't get it. But once the ball spreads, you both go your own way and have five or six each and then you come back together and then... Like, and whoever wins at the end, usually he's, he's obviously had a better game. But if we win, like, and I've done my thing, it doesn't matter. So it's playing on the blokes who wanted to follow you around all day. That's harder because you can't, you don't get any space. So playing on Ablin that, yeah. Um, but I might not play on him a lot because we obviously tagged him a fair bit or, you know, they sat on me. So um, it was different. But, uh, yeah, just very strong hips. Um, clearly doesn't look like an athlete. But never got never got tackled. Um, impossible to get to the ground. Didn't miss with his feet. Incredible vision. I, like I said, there's no point in me telling all the superlatives because they're going to be done all this week. So, yeah, I think he's the, the best to ever do it as a midfielder. I, I rate key forwards and that harder, better because they're harder to come by. But um, as a midfielder, is as good as it gets. Him and Judd, I was very lucky to be in a pretty good area with, with them too. So, um do I hope they win on the weekend? I'm not sure. I like. I don't really care because I don't. Well, Richmond have had two. Uh, I like Dustin to get another one, I guess. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Apparently, there's thunderstorms Saturday night up there, so um, who knows? Well, I'll be watching, but I really fucking couldn't give a hoot to be honest. <laughs> it'll be nice for um, Paddy Day. Unless the AFL want to fly me up quickly to be like an, a cup ambassador or something over the next couple of days, then I'll. Then I'll change my opinion fucking quick smart. But um, is it Simon Black? But currently, who's who's cup ambassador? Uh, I don't know. Simon Black's the ambassador. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, very well deserved. He's a, he's a star. Would be nice for Paddy Dangerfield. Can you believe that someone as skilled and someone who's been around the park as many times as he has for two great clubs that he hasn't ever played in a grand final? Well, were Adelaide any good when he was playing there? I don't know. I can't remember. I think that was shit, weren't they? Or did we did we play them in some prelims? I think I you played them in a prelim, uh, yeah. They were not bad. Yeah. Okay, well, oh shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, 
yes, I can. I can believe that he that he hasn't been in the grand final because it's not it's not NBA where the best, where LeBron if you're LeBron James on your team he's going to get you to an NBA finals. He's been in like 45 of the last 51 finals mm. games. So AFL is completely different. Nathan Buckley never won a flower. We didn't know you got to him. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some stuff. Well, that was going to be um, my next question to you, Dane. Who else um, through the eras that you can remember? Who are some like standout players? And and Paddy is well, he's a great individual player, but yeah. he also has a massive impact on the team as a team player. Yeah, who are some other big names um, that you think have missed out on a, on a grand final on a premiership? Oh, oh man, oh, fuck the final. You know, mate, you're better at doing the stuff than me, but. Um, I was just saying, like, on the flower, winning a premiership doesn't define your career at all. Well, I don't think uh, it's nice, but I, I don't, I don't think unless I get asked, I never sit on the couch or wake up in the morning and go, "Fuck, I've won a premiership. How lucky am I?" Like, it doesn't affect my daily life or winning it, not one bit. So, like, you obviously want to win them at the time, but but winning a flag is just a, a moment in time. Um, which which feels great. That's that's really about all it is. And yes, we all play to win it. But you know, in ten years' time, if you haven't won one, I, it's not. Oh, well, maybe I'm different. But like, I don't think it's still going to be burning him in ten years if they get beat. That he never won one. Life moves on. Um, but the best thing about winning a flag is is the yearly catch up. That's it. That's the only positive of winning a premiership that you get like a yearly catch up with the boys. You know, you, you're connected together forever. You know, so that some people might hold that higher than than I do, but um, so winning a premiership doesn't define Paddy. That you'll go down as an all-time great too. He's an eight or nine-time All-Australian. He's won everything he could possibly win, um, and obviously he wants to win it. But and they'll say they'll trade. He'd trade. I'm sure he'd trade his Brownlow and his BNS for it. But in the end, if he doesn't get there, like it's nothing to be worried about. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't give a fuck about my opinion, so um, <laughs> or nor should he. I hate to take you out of context, Sorry, so tell me if I'm wrong, but is it fair to say that you're not as keen on the game as some of the fans who would come up to you and talk about it are? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, probably fair to say. Well, so I love the game. It's given me, yeah. everything. It's given me a massive head start, and I, I'm doing it for free. Oh, oh, oh. Candice has been on Candace, the pistol. How much do we have to drink? Uh, I don't know why this keeps falling off. We need to breath you. Corona. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but oh, listen, I love footy and I, and I watch it all the time. But, um, mate, but you'd be surprised. Uh, most, a lot of supporters actually would care more than the players and the staff because they've bled um, from a young age, like that's whatever club they support, and we just get drafted into it. And, yeah, we love it and all that, but... Now, the people that aren't skilled enough to be doing it, they put their heart and soul into it. And so a lot of them care more about it, which is completely fine. And so winning a premiership sometimes means more to fans than it does to actual players, which is, you know, I, I can completely understand because it's their, it's their life where players are usually playing. Obviously, they, they're going okay financially, so you can, you've can got other things going on. But, um, but yeah, so, but oh, I still love it. What do you, I guess? How, how do you how do you find the Bombers season, Candice? You're an Essendon supporter. <laughs> Fuck, they've all jumped ship, haven't they? I think the biggest worry is how I'm going to find it next year. I don't think we have a team left. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be like our uh, fill-in year from the uh, drug saga. I, 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 you, you tell me, where are we going to get players well, from? Yeah, well. Well, Dane right. Swan's you, available. 
yeah, for a price, absolutely. Um, <laughs> do you think they, the club should just let the players walk out if they want to go? Or try yeah, to I'm, all about, I'm all about attitudes. Like, if you don't want to yeah. be there, leave. But at the same time, if so many players don't want to be there, you've got to address what's going on in the culture. Why don't they want to be there? Mm, what what yeah. don't we know? Like, yeah, Joey hasn't wanted to be, to be there for a couple of years, but that's obvious. Um, but why the others? Obviously, some have retired. It's their time. But there's, there's a bunch of others who have sort of come out of nowhere. And um, I think the issues are what's going on behind the scenes, and that's what we need to know. Yeah, it's got whiskers on it, that's for sure. Yeah. So as a Demon supporter, I was wrapped when Adam Uze's come back and Todd Viney left last year. And to me, it looked like a bit of a one-stop shop, a CV building club there for a while. No one was a real Melbourne person. And as an observer of Essendon, it looks like there's that little tipping point that since the drug saga now, a lot of uh, the coach, the CEO, um, the, uh, the the president, low profile and people behind the scenes, they're all just sort of staff members who have been at other clubs too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know... My opinion, and I know the opinion of some of my other Essendon-loving friends, is that Wush's heart definitely wasn't in it this year. He was, you know, captured on camera laughing um, after some of our biggest losses, and I, that's really hard to swallow. This year was a complete write-off, and next year's looking like another one. And at the start of this year and the start of last year, they were talking about making, you know, top four. That's seriously a long way off when you don't even have a team, or you, or you do have a team and half of them don't want to be there. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, but the, the, the laughing in that, like I, that doesn't bother me because people deal with stress in different ways. So, how did um, you do with stress running out in the ground, Twenty? Well, I don't know. Like, no, I'm talking like, for instance, like we're, we're in court like years ago when we got in trouble, and like when me and my two assailants, whatever we were called, <laughs> um, accomplices, like, whatever, we're getting yelled at, and like just. Nervously, we started laughing, and like we, like we started smiling, and we clearly weren't fucking enjoying ourselves because we were getting yelled, like you know, we're in court. But it's just, it's just how pumped some people react to situations. But I always, I smile then after games, but um, during when during games, not very hydrant playing AFL. I thought it was the least stressful thing I could do because <laughs> uh, it was it was the two hours where you didn't have your phone no one could yell at you apart from your coach like <laughs> and supporters but it was just it was the thing, one thing we all did well 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 there was a couple of players a couple of players who played even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> uh, it's fixed. 
Well, let me just see. Candace Dane, beautiful. Now I'm a tennis ball again, but fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. I can hear. Okay. Don't tell me your best work as a tennis ball, Sam. Thank you so yeah. much. Okay, great. Whenever you want to continue with that topic, Dane. So don't pick, pick – I know what to do. Pick it up about the small – Candace. Your camera's pissed. <laughs> Use error. I got my phone in a shoe, so that's how technology advanced I am. Wow. That's actually quite smart, Dane. Well done, you. Don't pick it up from the – The laughing doesn't worry me much. Is this – are we re- are we recording now? Yeah. Sam? So yes. how, okay. And I've forgotten. Love the laughing doesn't worry me. I when people laugh afterwards. Um, yeah. I don't know how much of this is going to be redone, so I'll just make it brief. But um, it doesn't really bother me. Oh fuck! Candace has lost it. Candace, you well, need to find a shoe. Yeah, yeah, you need to find a shoe. Um, no, I know how to do it. There's a really clumsy fucking edit. That's how we do it. So we're saying that we're editing <laughs> and we just roll it. Dane, you were saying that laughing doesn't worry you much like uh, occasionally. Uh, oh, yeah. No, just people, uh, people just deal with stress differently, I think. So um, like, like I said, when I was in court back in the day, um, we are getting in trouble by the judge and like, we're just smiling. We got told, we literally got told to stop smiling. It wasn't because we, we were being smart. So I was just fucking nervous. That's what I do when I get no, I just smile and, trying to flex with humour. So maybe that's the reason when they see people smiling after games, um, they're, they're just trying to deflect from the, the seriousness or they just literally don't give a fuck, which could clearly be the other way. I need to so test this. Hang on. I need to test this theory though, Dane. When Eddie was going off his tits at you, would you smile? Uh, uh, well, it did. And then she got <laughs> she hit the fan fucking quick time and say her. Um, but... Mate, Eddie, Eddie's a man. Eddie's a different kind of beast, mate. Um, I'd, rather front up, I'd rather front up the magistrate court any time than have to deal with the wrath of Ed. Let me tell you. I, I, I copped a two for one during that. No, no, I'm saying like during that of course stuff, I copped Ed's wrath and then I copped the legal system's wrath. Not so good. Very good. Hey, I'm the, a change, storm, man. the Storm's in the final. Sam, your team, you go first about the Storm. Oh, how bloody good. It was a, It was hard to watch. Even though we were in front, the Raiders have had a little bit of a thing over us and they're such a good outfit. And obviously last night Jack White won the Dally M for brilliant reasons. Their team is awesome and they've got some stars on there as well. It was never a sure thing. I think we're up by like – Oh, we're up by a couple of tries and I was chewing my fingernails off and people were messaging me going, we got this in the bag now. And I'm like, stop jinxing it because this is a massive thing for us to go through the finals again. I can't remember the numbers off the top of our head, but I think we're going to be one of the, like in the most recent years, one of the most successful if we take this out. But we're playing against the Panthers who were minor premiers, so they finished on top this year, but they've come from further down the table, whereas we've kind of for the last, you know, five to ten years always been up around the top of the table. So it'll be a very nerve-wracking weekend for me this weekend because I've got the Cats and the Storm in. Um, Storm are $1.70. So they're, 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 they're the favourites. Yeah, the favourites, but you've played in a few grannies yourself, Dane. It's uh, never a short yeah, thing until that Richmond, final whistle Rich, goes. Richmond in the Storm. There you go. There's your double for the weekend, Richmond in the Storm. You reckon? Why are they such a good club? 
I think it's the culture uh, down there. I mean, I don't know. I've not worked at another club, obviously. I've only worked at the Storm, but I've worked at other sporting outfits and I I feel like it is the culture down there. It's such a family-orientated club. Like even the young guys seem to be married with kids and it's, you know, it's all so inclusive and it feels like home there, you know. Like I think – you know, we're talking about culture when it comes to Essendon and players not wanting to be there. It's the re- it's really the opposite at Storm. And even if we have a loss, you know, afterwards, every single person from, well, not the ball kids because obviously they're Billy's kids, but they were Billy's kids, but everybody else involved is all invited to catch up, win, lose or draw. They go across um, to a pub here in Richmond and, you know, have a dinner and it's all like it's one big family. Whereas I feel like other sporting institutions that I've worked at, particularly me being part of game day and, and sports pres, you're not necessarily included. So not saying that just including me makes a difference. It's the fact that they include everybody, no matter what your role is at the club. It's such a joyous place to work and you just feel, really feel like being part of a family. And I know that, you know, Craig Bellamy, he can, he can be prickly at times. I tell you, I don't get nervous interviewing many people, but I've often been nervous um, doing pre-match interviews with Craig Bellamy, but he has that side to him, but he's also like an uncle to all of the boys. Like they have such a strong relationship with him. And I was speaking to Kernsey um, a couple of months ago, actually, they were saying how, you know, Craig's such a great coach. And I said, realistically, once they go out on the field, how much of an influence does the coach have? Like is Craig really as good as they say? And Kernsey just looked at me and he goes, honestly, he's one of a kind. So the things that he can do with the players on the field and what he gets them to do and the amount of confidence that he instills in the boys and then it, it seems to be a, a cycle effect. Like they, they just love playing for him, they love playing for the club and the club love the boys equally. So I think it's right down to culture and I think obviously Essendon um, would, would to need to lift in that department to be, you know, an outfit like the Storm. They really are a, a, a sporting team of a generation. We're very lucky to have them here in Victoria. What do you think, Swanee? Oh, fuck. Well, after that, I'm not sure I can say anything. <laughs> that was a, what a soliloquy that was. Um, Jesus. Is that your first time um, you've said that word on this pod? Um, uh, probably. It's the first time I've ever said it. I'm <laughs> um, still, still not sure I know what it means. Um, oh, well, I'll... Well, yeah, but I'm not sure just having where you said having a family and kids means you've got a great culture. I'm not sure that's um, entirely accurate. But, um, yeah, my storm are just fucking, yeah, they just do what they do. Um, maybe being maybe being out of the bubble of Queensland and Sydney helps them. So, like, up against their mentality. Bellamy's got the right people around. Like, they're just, yeah, they're just fucking good at what they do. And they just deliver, they're just consistent, which is all you, which is all you are. So, um they're, they're, they're really fun to watch and they're, they're a pleasure to have. Um, yeah, they, had, they got pretty lucky with three of the greatest players of all time. But um, what their development coaches, and that must be pretty special because they always grab a lot of rejects from other clubs and turn them into like origin players or Australian players. So um, what they've got is working. So, um, yeah, that'll be that's going to be tough get, getting to that game this weekend. Absolutely. I've already, um, I've just got to put my shoes on. I was going to head up after this, but your mate, Nick Maxwell has been what? working with them for a couple of years, Dane, but he's just, um, his contract's just finished up. Perhaps um, we could get yeah. him on for a chat and chat because he'd, he'd have uh, yeah, some no, inside he... knowledge on why they are so yeah. great. 
Yeah, well, yeah, he would. He worked with their young leaders, I think. But um, like getting to the getting to watching that game Sunday is going to be hard. You got Cox Plate Saturday, then the grand final Saturday night, then the UFC starts at three in the morning, and the main card starts at five. So like, could be engaging a fight about eight. Then you got to get to fucking seven thirty Sunday night. Woof. <laughs> My goodness, that's going to be a tough watch. Good Murray's work ethic there, uh, Candice. That is, um, that's a marathon effort. Yeah, it's going to be a tough watch. We'll see how the weekend pans out, but might not see much of Sunday. <laughs> back up for, for Sunday night. So we've got a heap of messages, a couple of bits of housekeeping before we get to them. Um, firstly, uh, your teammate, uh, Candice, Katie Price. Yes. I saw on, uh, on Twitter, she posted how breakfast with the best at Mooney Valley is a little bit different to normal. And she's posted from her doona. Dane, more influencer work of you. That's what she's you do. She's actually in it, under it, in, in, inside the doona. I was up and at work by then. I need to have words with her about her, um, about her work ethic. No, I'm joking. Look, it's been a, it's been a weird year. You know, we're, we're not driving around with our cameraman anymore. We have to drive ourselves. You know, generally we start. Instead of, you know, ro- rocking up at your Austin time, we start from home and then drive to wherever we need to be from home, which is never the way it works. Um, so, yeah, it does make for a, a slower, sort of a weird start in the morning. Um, but, yeah, what can I say? I wish I could do my job from under a doona. I wish I could go and interview Dan and bring my doona in. <laughs> well, Dane does. He, he often posts photos of him watching the NBA and the races from his doona. So well, I've been post. Well, I don't know. I'm just in this world we live in. Everyone posts content every fucking day, and I haven't done anything in two months. So I was like, well, you know, because the glitz and the glam of Instagram and stuff is always, you always get people at their best, or when they're looking their sharpest, or when they're out at a nice meal or something. So I was like, well, this is literally what I've done for three weeks. So if people have any fucking interest in what I'm doing, this is it. Um, yeah, it so real. Um, I'll, just before real. you get into the questions, I want to, uh, Candice. I read. It. Did you come under heat for something you did on Instagram or Twitter a while ago? Um, uh, you posted something. Well, you don't have to answer it because I don't need you to get in trouble. But my question is: Do you? Because that footage, like when you contracted with Plain AFL, if I tweeted something about called someone a fuckhead or tweeted about something or did something, well, against the club's policies, they would obviously AFL might find you or something. So, are you with Channel Ten? Do you? Have, are you free to express? Political opinions, fucking who you dislike and like, say what you want, freedom of speech kind of thing, because isn't journalists live by that kind of code? So are you allowed or do you get in trouble from Channel 10 if you did, like, call someone whatever? And, or and this, is, this is obviously a hypothetical, isn't it, Swanee? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think um, if a journalist was to tweet something like that, um, then unless it's blatantly obvious who they're talking about or what they're saying, um, the context of that tweet and the way that context is interpreted by people who read it really says more about them probably than it does about the journalists who tweeted it. Absolutely. I think Twitter's, I t- I think Twitter's fake life anyway. I think if you take what people <laughs> say on Twitter seriously, you're a fucking moron. Twitter is, I would say, uh, just uh, like we're, we're avid users of Twitter. We have to be for work and, um, you know, the moment something happens, it goes straight to Twitter. Um, but Twitter has become a, a really vile cesspit um, this year in particular. I think a lot of people who have hard views on left and hard views on right, they're all on there. 
Um, and if there's anything that's mildly left, then you would get attacked by the right. If there's anything mildly right, then you just completely pounced on by the left. There's not a lot of um, room for human error or grace. Like on uh, on Sunday when um, the Premier announced the latest sort of plan to get out of lockdown, um, I accidentally tweeted that part of the plan is extending the travel radius to 20 kilometres when it's 25. Mm. And I just got absolutely <laughs> attacked. So then I did a, ret- a retweet saying, sorry, correction, it's 25. Mm-hmm. And this woman, this woman wrote to me saying, are you even a journalist? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am a journalist, but I'm also a human. It's a typo. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you, you can't breathe on there now without someone saying, no, you shouldn't be yeah. breathing that way. Like, what are you doing breathing that way? Yeah, um, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. No, no one likes anyone on there. Everyone's just there to shout at each other, and most of them are faceless. Well, mind you, yeah, I, I dip my toe into the world of political Twitter over the last <laughs> couple of months. How's that going for you, Dane? Oh well, I, I found it brilliant. But um, like, but geez, they get nasty. Let me tell oh. you, uh-huh. one way, or the, one way or the other. I'm like, I thought like football Twitter was bad, but like, I'd take the piss out of Essendon and after a loss or Carlton or something. That'll fucking fire back at me ruthlessly, and I. I don't mind it. Like, it doesn't bother me. I think people should have a, you know, a whinge done on Twitter because you can't do it anywhere else. But I dipped me so in the political Twitter and fuck me, did I keep the copper hammering? <laughs> Mate, they come back 10 times as hard. I was like, I've relaxed. Like, why, why do you care about, why do you care about my opinion? Like, it's, it's just, um, yeah, it's full on. It's, it's, honestly, it's full on. And the block button has become my favourite. Have you ever regretted blocking <laughs> someone, Candace? No, never. You never I will. You never will. No. <laughs> You don't think twice about it. No, fantastic. I'm not going to sit there and be abused for doing my job. Lots of questions from Splashlog. How will you all be enjoying your extra 20 kilometres to do fuck all? I'm actually going to really enjoy it. I am. Like, think of the the places we can visit. I'm a bit of an outdoor nufty, though. I'm excited I can go to the Dandenongs now. Like, there's so many places I can go. So many places for activities. I mean, it's only. Don't you be surprised about the park? You know, because now, now apparently you're allowed to mingle in a park. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, like, <laughs> if they reckon having ten people at a park, then that rule came in fucking six weeks ago. So um, <laughs> only two households, though. Only two households. No, uh, yeah, of course, absolutely. It's like, <laughs> mate, just the, the people around here must just all must have six people living all together in these little apartments. It's baffling. <laughs> um, but. Uh, how, what will I do if the 20Ks? Absolutely nothing. I have no reason to go any further than about 2Ks from my house at all times. So that's not going to change a thing for me. Uh, from Kent, ask Dane how he took out his nose stud when he was playing footy and how he put it back in. Uh, you wouldn't believe this with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if there was something to this. Like an hour, 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 I take it out? <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually, it's nearly up. I've toyed, like, I'm 36, 37 in Feb, like, I think I'm just about too old for a nose ring, so I think it's probably going to gonna get the arse soon. Um, oh, you've buried the lead. Why? Well, that's a big story. <laughs> in other oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. All right. Um, breaking news, we'll, we'll keep up with that one. Uh, from Jason, nice new voice and looks to go. It's just a fan of yours, Candice, so we'll just go with that. Um, from uh, From Tom. Uh, what's a good multi for the grannies, Um, Well, I'll probably take Richmond in the storm. Um, but 
don't know. Who do you like in the Cox Plate, Ralph? Uh, if it's wet, Russian Camelot, um, but I haven't done the internationals yet, so I'm worried about them. Every uh, week, he has a dry in amongst the locals. He's never done anything. Has Camelot uh, drawn an outside barrier and is now a stiff champ? Yeah, yeah, that's that's just the biggest furphy in racing outside barriers. They're they're, bo- they're they're gold. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd, I'd rather outside than inside. Huh? As, a, as a rule, yep. I've got I've got a multi. I've got a multi. Very. I took very elegant in the Caulfield Cup into. Um, Russian Camelot into Tiger Moss in the Cup, but so we'll see. But um, Justin's four dollars fifty for the Norm Smith. Like that's probably too short, but um, not if he wins. Well, exactly. Um, I haven't. I think it's going to be. Uh, it's meant to be thunderstorm, so I actually haven't even checked what the under overs are. But um, I'll probably just do Richmond into the Storm and have a little bit on that. Yeah. You mentioned Thunderstorms twice. They're, they're both Victorian teams. Can you please explain how that benefits Richmond more than Geelong? Um, yes, I can. Um, well, <laughs> I, I haven't even really, I didn't really, wasn't planning on betting on Richmond because of the fact that it's going to meant to be rain just because I'll probably want them to win. But I can give you, probably, if I had to think, it's because of Richmond's game style. I think they're more just crash and bash and get it forward and just kick it in there and just all uh, that swarm and say we're Geelong. Now, listen, I could be completely wrong about what the game style is, like most fucking experts, because sometimes you see these experts on Fox footy and stuff and they'll like go, go at half time and even when we were playing and they'll go, clearly their game plan is to do this, this and this. And we'd be like, no, it's not. It's completely the opposite. <laughs> so they just have to fill 20 minutes. But Geelong are more, Geelong possess the ball more across half back. I think so they, they're more careful with their ball use and look to to, to pin to pinpoint kicks and stuff like that, like across half back. So and they've got, you know, Tom Haw- and then they've got Lynch, they've got Tom Hawkins and Mark who they rely on marking the ball to kick goals. Um so with Richmond's game style I think they just get it booted forward and just that swarm siege mentality, I think that'd be better in the wet. Um so now I now to be honest again, I hadn't even thought of that now I've You've made me think of it. I'm going to probably have more enrichment if it rains. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically, basically, Geelong don't like slippery balls. Well, 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 I'm not sure anyone does, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but they could completely prove wrong. But because Geelong have got some very, very hard nuts like Dangerfield and Selwood and stuff. But yeah, off the top of my head, that is why I think they'll be better in the wet. But in saying that, like, and I have no idea. From Timmy O'Brien, love the podcast. When's Dane's hypotheticals coming back? Oh, yeah. Whenever. Um, Probably when Candace isn't on. Yeah, we'll get some of your mates on, Dane, and we'll do that. I'll get a fair bit of. I'll get. Um, yeah, well, I'm happy to do it whenever I want. It's just the other people on the podcast never give the green light to do them. So. <laughs> um, I guess after the footy season, when we've got nothing to talk about and the racing's gone and there's no sport on, so. Or maybe I have to make some shit up then. And maybe we can actually be in the same room. Mm. Um, you can go first, Sam. Uh, favourite pizza topping? That's from Sting. Oh, there's one from um, Domino's called Double Bacon Cheeseburger. I do love it. I'm a meat lover's girl. Just open that burrow fruit. Say that again. You, you, eat, you eat Domino's? Well, no. There's one from Domino's called Double Bacon Cheeseburger. I do like that one. 
Or there's a pizza place on High Street called Forty Eight H, and that does a real their signature pizza. Pizza is delicious. Candice? Okay, so I'm a firm believer in that there's two types of pizzas. There's the old school, like fat base, just loaded yeah. up with stuff one, and there's the new style wood side, you know, um, skinny base thingy. In if we're head. going fat old school, I'm an Aussie girl through and through, which mm. is basically Hawaiian with an egg. Um, yeah. And if we're going, if we're, we're talking we're going, there, aren't we? <laughs> and if we're going uh, new style wood fired, um, I'm a sucker for a really good mushroom. Sorry, Sam. Mm, couldn't do it. Couldn't <laughs> no, do it. Uh, um, I, I prefer I, how God intended it, margarita. Well, that's mm. who I like it. And then with chili on it. Delicious. Very good. But, but I, I, I do like Hawaiian pizzas. I, I, I think pineapple. Belongs can perfectly belong on a pizza. I have no problems with it. I agree. And in fact, we had they ordered pizzas when Sunday night for the Brownlow Sports Bed. Probably seventy-five percent of the pizzas I had was Hawaiian, so I hadn't eaten in ages because my missus is American and she doesn't believe that they do. And so we <laughs> we just eat margarita because we don't eat meat one. So margarita with chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, does the great Swanee and friends proper bill win the Cox Plate? I think it might be a bit hard for it. I've been tipping proper bill, so that won that race. Uh, White from Lee. Why do face shields say face shields on them? Are there other uses we don't know of? <laughs> <laughs> they could be armour, could they not? <laughs> could be. Yeah, it could be, uh, I don't know, see-through underwear maybe. Um, from <laughs> the know. real... That's about it. JT Balls, where's the most outrageous place you've woken up after a night in the Turks, Uh Woken up? Um, fuck. Well, I usually, I'm usually pretty good at getting myself home, whether it's a day or two later. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at getting myself home. Um, well, like when I was young, I popped that in like, like, you know, on the street and stuff like that. I've fallen asleep. <laughs> Who hasn't? I think, well, actually, I think when I was, when, in my first couple of years of footy, before no, anyone knew me, like, I had a profile. I think I passed out the behind, in the alleyway behind the, behind the, or I was vomiting, like, I was, I think I was asleep, but I was, like, sitting down, I was fucked. I think I'd had enough. I think behind the Saint in St. Kilda. But, I know, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I told this with you last week, Sam, about, um, like, I, I'm pretty good at getting home. Like, I've, like, I'm, like my body gives me like a window of about an hour, like before I'm before I come crashing down. It's like, Dane, you got fucking an hour to get home, and that's it. Otherwise, you're cooked. So I can hold. You know, like when you when you're busting and go to the toilet and you're out in a walk or something, but you can fucking hold on for like you know an hour. But as soon as you get towards the toilet, you're about to pop. Be the same with my body. Be the same with my body when I'm when I'm cooked. Well, I've been drinking a lot. But Dane, get home, and then you're gonna spew or pass out. Mind you, I've been spewing about four, four or five years, so I'm, either I'm slowing down or I'm just—I know my body better. Candice, when do you know it's time to time to just leave? Have you got a default position? Because I'm just very—I'm a lead at leaving early. But are you? Oh. You know how to judge things? Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm last dump. Really? Always, always the last to leave. Yeah, and then I come home and fall asleep in the shower and flood my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done that. Like, that's my go-to move. Like Vegas, yeah. like pillow, pillow. Doing her in the shower and just fall asleep. Again. Yeah, I've I've flooded the house many times. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we'll finish on that. But I, I just need to ask. So I, when I did a list last week, 
of, of go-to comedies you can watch more often. I put Goodfellas on it, and everyone's bagged me for it. Isn't it a comedy if you laugh at something a lot? You look, you look like Joe Pesci from it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get the mullet oh. there now in lockdown. You can have your hair done. I have my hair done today, Ralph. Ah, oh, that's the thing. So, can uh, can I call Goodfellas a comedy or not? I've never seen it. Oh, it's a stretch. Right. Okay. But if you like, well, if you if you laugh at it, like, yeah. like if you if you thought Schindler's List was funny, I guess you would call it a comedy. <laughs> like, you know like, what, Ralph? No, it's it's not, your like, list. It's all subjective. Whatever you whatever you think, whatever you find funny, I guess is funny to you, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's the older, exactly. Did you get a win, Sam? Did you get a little win before we finish? Not, hey, before we go, I don't need to be put on there in a, saying that I fucking think the Holocaust is funny, which I clearly don't. I was just making the point. Yes. That if whatever you find tomorrow. funny, uh, whatever you find funny is funny to you because humour is subjective. And I'm the to- I'm token Jew here and I'm not offended, Dane, so surely yeah. no one else okay. uh, Sam, you've got your little win. Candace gets to do her hair, mm. but you had your little win today. Is that right? I sure did. Luckily, it was just... Luck of the draw that my, from about three or four months ago, I'd booked in for this date to have my hair done. It was so far in advance and they were like, we'll call you when it gets closer to the time. And throughout the week, last week, I got it like a, one of those automated cancellation notifications that my appointment that was obviously upcoming a week out had been cancelled. I was like, ah, fuck, I forgot that was in there. And then as soon as the announcement happened on Sunday, I text them and I said, hello, I know you're probably getting bombarded, but that's actually still in my calendar from like three months ago. Can I have it? And they said, it's yours. So I was the first one in this morning and I feel fresh as a day. How good a feeling. So what, oh what my was God, the amazing. Big, what, was the big, what was the big rush the big, to get your hair done? Because you still can't do anything. Oh, I'm, so what, I'm working like, from home like tomorrow, all the guys who like, like My mates had hair cuts and they looked fucking exactly the same. They cut half an inch off their heads. I was like, why did you rush out and line up for an hour? Like, you can't do anything not. for another two, three weeks. What's the fucking rush? I think for me, it was the work. one thing we can do. So if they okay. say you can go and pick flowers, everyone's going to go and pick flowers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Okay, that's a fair point. I didn't think of that. Because you're on camera, Candice. Is your hair an essential service? Oh, the whole body is a temple and it's an essential service. You know that by now. Um, yeah, like we have to maintain the standard. <laughs> um, we're lucky we have people at work that help us with that. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. They're able to keep working. Yeah, 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 of course. Like you can't have talent, well, TVs, they're called talent. Um, you can't have talent going on, you know, camera and sitting on the project or sitting on the news and just having rolled out of bed or doing a DIY job. It's, it's TV makeup completely different to... I, I thought, I think that would be great. Like just from the start of lockdown, you all have to just bad luck, however you fucking look. So guys, no, I guess they can shape it own, but just our natural and see what happened. Sam, could you admit... Sam, could you imagine someone turning up on TV and looking like they just got out of bed in whatever they put on? Um, I can't imagine, actually. I saw something last, oh, just on Monday night or Sunday night that inspired me to that exact image. Hey, yeah. You know what I say? When you when you hire or you um, employ Dane Swan, you get him. <laughs> you know, what's and all you get? That's who I am. That's I don't. Why, I'm not going to put a suit on when I don't because that's not me. I'm not going to change the the way I talk or well I might have to not swear obviously but like that's just your head who I am, at so the end fucking, got me your head nod. that's also why I don't have, that's also why I don't have a job so I guess I should probably <laughs> fucking think about that and maybe change my direction but 
um, at the moment, it's, it's, yeah, it's not working, I guess, now I think about it. So pro tip, Candice, have you thought about doing that next contract negotiation? If you want Candice White, you get Candice White. Cause, just just going there. Well, no, no, I, as I in don't like I, I wake up like this anyway. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Very good. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming back. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having yeah, me. I appreciate that. I don't that. know why, but thank you. We're going to have a, uh, a a special Swanee with the with the people uh, pod on uh, on Thursday. Look for our Instagram Pardon? feed on that one. Pardon? Double time. Well, you told me you'd do it, providing I didn't ask any questions. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Doing another one Thursday Thursday night ahead of the grand final. We fucking, can... fucking busy Thursday actually for the first time in a long time. Mm. I'll sneak you in somewhere. Is there a joke cool. to finish with? Uh, I wouldn't subject Candice's ears to it. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. You've been listening to Hub Day with Swanee and Friends. Thanks, Candice. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank Bye. you. All right. See you later. Thanks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.